Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Joyce Meadows of the Brain from Planet Arouse, which is right up here. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now everyone can get the special edition Blu-ray DVDs coming out from the film Detective June 21st. It's very exciting. So the movie came out 65 years ago. So what you just talked about doing interviews and stuff for it, and you're on the, your do special um, features on the Blu-ray. What's it, what's it been like for you to uh, revisit the movie and memories of making it? <laughs> to, uh, well, I have not seen the new one yet. They, they're, they're, I haven't received one yet. So I've got to talk to Vicky. They sent one that. to me, but not, not, to, not to Joyce. Who, uh, That's was right. Movie. You guys are first. Uh, and, um, but uh, and to be honest with you, um, Neil, that movie has been following me around, uh, following me around most of my career like a little puppy. It really did. I cropped up uh, about people remembering it or telling me about it. I one time went into a video store with my friend and we were, you remember those? And we got a, oh, yeah. buying a video. And she said, um, you, um, you know, this is Joyce Meadows. Uh, you wouldn't have her video in here, would you? And then he goes, Joyce Meadows from the brain? And she, and I'm trying to keep her quiet. And she says, yes. So he says, just a minute. So he runs in the back and brings out um, two or three things for me to autograph. And uh, so he could put it up on his wall, an autograph picture and this and that. And just little things like that kept happening my whole career. And I'd be on the memorabilia and people would want to, me to talk about the brain also, or, or you know, it just, the, the subject of the brain from Planet Eros popped up somewhere all my career. Yeah. Now, were you always happy to talk about it? Did your opinion or uh, feelings change at all during the years about being part of the brain? You know, I have to, I, I, I was always happy to talk about it. I have to be honest with you. They were fans who asked the question and then they ask other questions about your career and so on. And I was, um, I was always forthright in just, you know, telling them whatever I could remember about the brain. And yeah, I don't ever remember being disgusted or wish it hadn't brought it up or anything i'm i'm happy about that every once in a while you get someone the opposite but yeah that's good yeah i know I, oh, well <laughs> yeah sometimes big stars like i knew steve mcqueen and and on an interview he said um i just finished the great escape and i did this and that and when i go out on interviews to support a movie or whatever what is it they want to talk about that's horror film he did blob, yeah. a blob that's it and this is the way we go the blob oh, the blob that's all they want to know about the blob so he was one that wanted to talk about all the other great work he's done but they wanted the first questions were about the blob that's what he said anyway yeah <laughs> uh, on the commentary track um the historian they have uh doing it he talks about um asking Robert Fuller some questions and apparently he had retired from doing interviews, but he was willing to talk about the brain because it meant a lot to him. And he, and he also said that he put, uh, he said great things about you when they talked to him. Oh, well, it was the first time we met and uh, we were peers 
and of course played brother and sister in the movie. <clears throat> the only sad part of that movie is I wish somehow he could have escaped from the brain and had more to do because yeah. he was a very good actor. And uh, I really, you know, I liked working with him. And I thought, why didn't they just let him carry on further in the script? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, and I did, I ran into him on some memorabilia, and that was fun. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, he was the most popular thing at both of those different memorabilia. He did the Western memorabilia because of his TV show. Yeah. He was the most popular person in the place. And, uh, you know, and of course he has a lot of charm and he was really nice looking, you know, and all of that. So, yeah. How about John Agar? You did uh, several films with him. Uh, what was he like? Uh, what was he like to work with? He's great in the brain. A gentle soul, he really is. And it was so cute. He um, he was very reluctant. The hardest scene for him was when he had to attack me as the brain, as the bad brain gore. Mm -hmm. And uh, he kept saying, I don't know exactly, you know, trying to say, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do and how far they're going to go with this before they say cut, you know. And he was very concerned because I don't think he did too much of that in his films, attack, yeah, yeah. <laughs> attack a female. But John had, uh, he's never done theater, but he had a natural way of committing and Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm talking shop now, but it made it a it made it such a nice thing to to commute. He had wonderful commitment, communication with the actors, and it made for a better relationship. I thought I thought we had a very strong romantic relationship in that movie, and that's because we both just naturally fell into, uh, you know, communicating with each other and, and, and giving back and forth as actors, if they're good, mm -hmm. can do, you yeah. know. But and that's mostly my feeling with him. You, you know? talk about that scene, you know, when he's under the, he, when Gore takes him over the brain and he attacks you. Was that controversial at the time? You know, a, a scene like that in the movie? Oh, uh, well, I imagine it was. I imagine it was a little, uh, because the reason I say that is because if it was done today, most of my clothes would have been ripped off. <laughs> As it was, he, you know, just something around my sleeve and up around here a little bit and so on. Yeah, I, I'm sure that they made sure they didn't go too far, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. with it because That's, of that. Yeah. And you were yeah. saved by George, the dog. <laughs> it was very nice of George. Any memories yeah. of uh, of the dog? Yeah, well, that was, and also that's where the good brain took possession. But he was uh, a beautifully trained dog, and I love animals, and we got along really good. I mean, I, I always wanted a German Shepherd for a dog after that, after that movie. Yeah, did you Steve end up getting one at any time? No, I live in apartments and I didn't think that a big German shepherd could be happy in a big old, you know, big apartment like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, 
I really love that breed. They're so smart. Boy. Uh, you talked about, you know, John not doing uh, theater and, and you came you came from the theater. Uh, yeah. How different is that coming from uh, the theater and doing uh, film acting? Because I assume they're much different when you're playing to the audience and when you're playing to the camera. Yeah. And there's totally uh, two different technical techniques, you know, in the theater. Mm -hmm. And usually in, um, in a play, it's um, consistent, one act, two act, three act, then. Well, in film, you may start the first day way into the script. So you gotta kind of remember a lot of things so you can make sure you connect because the first scene may be the th third or fourth day of shooting, you know, or later than that. So you can't, um, you can't telegraph what you've done. You've got to really commit to the moment of each and everything so it connects with the, whatever else you do. And that, you know, as a, as a new actor in film became very challenging. To do because it, nothing's in sequence right is in the theater i think that is the biggest challenge of all is to always make sure you've uh can have a follow-through if you have felt a certain way in scene two and you've got to talk about it in scene three well you've got to remember exactly how you felt in scene two or, you know, it's got to all kind of go together. And I think that's the biggest challenge. Yeah. And you also wouldn't have the immediate response from the crowd to, uh, you know, to, to well, know. Yeah, you have the audience. Yeah. But I've been in the theater sometimes, especially when you do drama, where you can hear a pin drop and you think, are there, is there anybody out there watching? <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear the clapping. But boy, I'll tell you, it can so quiet sometimes you know in the theater and you wonder do i have an audience out there <laughs> you have a preference do, do you prefer theater acting over um uh well, film acting or vice versa i i enjoy whichever one i get into but to honestly uh i'm a theater person i started in the theater and i fell in love with the theater it was my first love it's what inspires my acting more than anything, you know, because even when I did television, I always went back to little theater and did plays in the meantime. So you might say the theater was the foundation sort of for my uh, acting. Is that, now, what made you want to be an actor? Did you go to see plays or did you watch movies and TV? You know, I don't think, I don't think any of that. I, I was uh, singing when I was two and a half because my auntie gave me a song to sing uh, all through, even in Canada, that's in Canada. And I was in Christmas plays because I could bring, uh, you know, even as a child things to, to, you know, a character to life and or I love to sing and all of that. Um, none of my family is that way. My sister a little bit when she got in high school. But um, I don't know. There's a term they use in the theater. If you can't answer a question like that, you say, "I was born. Uh, I was. Uh, I was born to the purple." They say. That's hmm. an old. That's an old, old, twenties, thirties expression. And when theater was big, you know, 
And uh, that's what people told me to say. I was born to the purple. Well, I've been performing all my life, you know, so. And that came natural. And then I fell in love with the theater in high school. And no boyfriends came before a rehearsal. Let's put it that way, you know. <laughs> That's her. So it's just been there, Neil, all my life, really. Um, you said since your, your family, you know, they weren't involved in the theater. Um, how did they feel about you pursuing that? Were, were they uh, supportive? Strong cons, mostly. My mother was the only pro for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had uh, different boyfriends when I got out of high school dating and so on. And some of them knew that I was coming to L.A. And they said, well, I'll let you go for two years. And you are going to, you know, you can't stay there forever and so on. And I didn't argue with anybody because I knew what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. And then I came to L.A. and got into the Hollywood Studio Club. And at that time, Kim Novak, Rita Hayworth, I Love Jeannie. Those, they were there at that time, mm -hmm. same time I was. So how did you get involved in uh, in the brain? How did I get involved? You mean yeah, how, how did it come about? Did, did you did you audition for the brain of arrows? Or? Oh, I, I was just about to say, didn't I already tell you that? But that was in hmm. the last interview. No, okay, Jack Marquette, who was a cameraman. He was a cameraman behind General Hospital, not General Hospital, but... Um, Oh, uh, Dr. Christian and Sea Hunt and Man in the Challenge. And he came to, he called me up one day. He said, come to the office. He said, you know, I've written a script. And the part in it is a young girl, but she's supposed to be, even though she's not a scientist, very strong, very strong. He says, I've been watching your performances and what you've been doing. And he said, I've been very impressed with your acting and I thanked him, you know, how you do. And, and he said, yeah, I wrote the script. It's a science fiction. Does that bother you? And I said, no, I love sci-fi. I always did. I mean, I love the, I read books about aliens and things. Oh, very cool. And, and so he said, well, I'd like you for the part. I didn't even audition. He just offered me the part, Neil. That shocked me. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I was going to take some scenes home, you know, like you do, yeah. and you work on it, and then you come back and you read for the casting director, and then he takes you into the director and producer and so on and so forth. But I, a script was handed to me, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so you were a sci fi fan. Uh, do you have uh, any favorite science fiction movies or stories? Well, I have a hard time between. Encounters of a Third Kind and E.T. Two great movies. I have a hard time deciding between those two. Yeah. I love both them both. Spielberg movies, yeah. Well, yeah, because um, my, my stories and some of the books I read, did you ever read Methuselah's Children? I have not, actually. All right. I found it in an old Pickwick store upstairs, and it's about a group of people who never got old because they were from somewhere else. And they always had to move because pretty soon people became aware of things, you know. And I, I guess I just didn't get into real monster, monster, like I'm gonna come and destroy the earth. Mm -hmm. The brain from the planet 
Eros was the first movie I saw that, that somebody was going to destroy the earth, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it uh, did also right. have a good alien that was coming to help. Uh, help. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah. But I'll tell you, uh, I, there is something that I really believed in, in encounters of a third kind. I don't know. Yeah. Something like well, that. Both of them are more hopeful about, you know, if aliens did come here, they would uh, want to interact with us. Well, psychologically, want to go home. And yeah, my feeling is that if somebody has can travel by the speed of light forever, how long, and come on Earth and be an alien on this Earth, they must know a lot more. So, can they really be bigoted, prejudiced, hateful? They've probably accomplished a lot of those negatives before they even got here. I mean, that was my kind of. Yeah, yeah that's like the basis theory. of the original uh, Star Trek is, you know, we're uh, beyond all, all, all these prejudices and, and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, I never miss Star Trek. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan as well. Yeah. And I never, you know, and I love the first few Star Wars that I saw. Mm -hmm. um, and so on but star trek man i i never missed them never Your favorite character on star trek what huh a favorite character on star trek uh well besides kurt which was he was so cute but no actually my favorite character spock yeah spock's great spock was my favorite character i can i have a hard time doing this but <laughs> and also on uh star wars i've got a thing about so big so big laying on my bed of yoda oh very nice i have a yoda actually he's behind he's behind frankenberry here so i can't get him at the moment but I have, a I, I have a picture with the yoda that was that was made at the memorabilia oh and nice. i had somebody take a picture of me he was my favorite character in star wars i love i love yoda as well very cool so, so it's cool that you are a star uh star trek fan and science fiction fan because you got to um on the brain you got to work at uh at bronson cave which all kinds of science fiction movies that has yeah. shows have filmed it um it's everything what, what most, is it like uh, being there uh, well it uh when you first walked up it was like it was famous already because how many movies had been done there and everything and it's not a very large cave now to do our little feature which we wanted to the people about that property have gotten a hold of it and they've roped it off and sealed it and you cannot unless you pay thousands of dollars and have a good reason why you want to be there and that was very sad because in our little introduction, we wanted to use the cave. Yeah. And we couldn't. And of course, you know, a lot of the movies and uh, hundreds of uh, westerns and everything were shot out by Chatsworth because those are the weird rock formations and everything just happens to be out there. And it's a lot of sci fi and westerns and. The Iverson Ranch is what it was called. Some Mr. Iverson owned thousands of acres out there. Yeah, we oh, have nice. a connection because in, uh, a couple of years ago, I before they actually roped it off because that's actually been a recent thing that they roped off uh, Bronson Cave. 
but I filmed uh, a movie out there and I have a part in the cave and it, it comes wonderful. out this year. So it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I visited the cave because we did a funny little thing that we put on Facebook and I had, then I had my picture taken in front of the cave, but that was before they roped it off too. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was very frustrating because I mean, they wanted not hundreds, thousands. Yeah. I guess I got to, is <laughs> it just got too famous that's all yeah yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's in you know that's a big part of film and tv history uh that cave right. and it's not just the back cave a lot of people think it was the back cave but uh many things yep it surely was and it had little it wasn't a big cave but it did have several well you were in there so yeah. you saw so yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as big as I actually envisioned it in my mind until when you got there. But it's it's still it's even when you're there, you think of all the different things that have been filmed there, and it's a, it's a cool yeah. uh, just a cool uh, feeling. Yeah, it sure is. It's a well, I bet it's one of the most famous caves ever. You know. I would. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. So, yeah. um, did you see the brain when you're making the movie? When's the first time you actually see what the brain looks like? It appeared in a corner in the in the cave first. Mm -hmm. All the rest of the time that we encountered it, or it was you know, and then this and that we it was we had to improvise that we saw it, and and it wasn't until the very end when we were when it started to attack me, and then John took the axe and we were you know we were attacking the that the brain at the very end but uh i only saw once and i laughed <laughs> because i had a string yeah, yeah. and uh, i thought that was funny i said i hope that doesn't show in the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it but, does but the, it's part of it. yeah who cares yeah it's part of the charm of the movie i think yeah. well they say in the i guess maybe in the blu-ray it does yeah no you yeah i think they've uh i watched i watched it last night and uh, no you can't see it uh, and i think they did that because let us see it because he was real scary in the dark and was lighted up and everything and that was a good image to see that gave it that always came back to me whenever i had to encounter it though mm -hmm. to be frightened and all of that yeah you know, to see it mm -hmm. so uh that's that but that's it only two times that we saw it uh what did you think of the movie with the first time you saw it the finished movie it was a it, it 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 was so scary for me to see myself up on the screen i was very scary i was a type that never went to rushes because i would have said oh god nice no, I, I wish i'd have done that i wish i'd have done this and you go on the set with all these wishes and you're supposed to do something new because you can't change what's there you know what you've already done and i worked very hard to get rid of that very hard <laughs> But it was on a, you know, nice big screen. And, you know, I never saw a movie until I was 10 years old. Oh, really? And I thought of that. And I thought when I saw my first movie, I had no idea that I'd be sitting here watching myself. Yeah, it was in Montana. We, we were out in the prairie in Canada. There were no, we didn't even have modern conveniences. No electric lights, no running water. No, so we're going to have a movie? No, you can't. Yeah, you know, out on the farm, 
And so in Montana was the first time. And, and I sort of thought of that when I first, um, and I kind of thought, very grateful to have a career that opened up like that, you know. Mm -hmm. Even though I sat there, and every time I came on, I was starting to do this, <laughs> and I would look, <laughs> you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. But I understand a lot of actors feel that way, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, my co-host on the show, Trista, who couldn't be here today because she's actually got a job, but she's um um well she has a gig. She's a uh, an actress in in uh, L.A. and uh, I don't think she enjoys watching herself on the big screen either. She doesn't enjoy it, no. No. Well, good. I'm sorry I didn't get to meet her. Yeah, she was very excited to do this, but she couldn't make it here, unfortunately. But she does. Well, yeah. That was if she's working. That's a good reason why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I very I'd good reason the show why. Yeah. But, <laughs> so you saw it with an audience for the first time the first time you saw the movie you saw it with with an audience yes i never went to rushes mm -hmm. and i never did go to any kind of rushes even in tv you could go you know uh, if you had a two-hour lunch period you could go see the rushes if you wanted yeah what's your reason uh, for not doing those would you just you'd rather wait and see the finished project? Well, I told you how I felt as far as doing TV. I if I didn't like something, I couldn't drop it in my head and you had to do the next scenes. And you can't be committed if you're griping about what you didn't do that you saw at the rushes. So I just didn't want that agony. So that's why I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, they had a little clip of an interview you did on there and he's and you said about like putting the hat on was your idea and you did a lot of like um things uh when you're making it that were you know weren't in the script uh did you do that on everything you worked on or this in particular you mean in the movie yeah yeah you talked about uh not ad-libbing but just little things like you know you put the hat on in the in in a scene oh yeah yeah I, I can't remember all the little nuances but sometimes um, mostly because I, the sixth sense was being sure I hit the mark, my all my marks, because uh, Jack and the director had set up the camera where, where we would walk into close-ups or walk into a two-shot uh, and stuff, because they, they didn't have the time to cover, cover, cover. So when you had your directions, you walked into a close-up sometime or you walked into a two shot or a full shot and so on. And that took a, a lot of part of my energy, you know, but there were a few times where, you know, the, the screaming, uh, you know, the, the, the way I fell down the hill, all of that, that those were my ideas. My wardrobe was my idea. <laughs> I brought my own wardrobe. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, and my hair, whatever it was, was my idea because there was no hairdresser. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a makeup artist. And I'm trying to think of, of uh, I'd have to see it again because if I saw it, it's been a quite a while. Mm -hmm. So if the when I watch the Blu-ray, I'll probably pick up little things that I did that now I've forgotten, you know. Because sometimes you do things and you forget it right away because it fit the moment and you're on to another moment. So you don't, you know, you just yeah. let that go and go on. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of um, uh, 
a lot of the kind of romantic scenes with John, the director just let us go and work together. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, I want you to feel this way or do that or something. You know, he'd just leave it open and we went for it. And uh, so it was what Joan and I did together, really, on some of those. Yeah. Uh, besides Not both, direction. Did you guys uh, hang out at all together? Were you friends outside of the movies? No, not really. Well, maybe lunchtime we did, you know, and he shared some of his life and I shared some of mine. And, and I, I got to know him good enough to ask him about his difficult period, which was when he married Shirley Temple and what happened after that a little bit. And, uh, you know, and, and then Robert would show up and uh, we, t- we shop and we get a bunch of actors together. They, they talk about movies they like or something they like or who are you studying with or, or have you studied, you know, and found out. That's where, where I found out that John never did any theater, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I found out that he had a lot of film training by John Wayne. You know, oh, wow. brought him into the movies. You know, things like that. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a big name. Yeah. 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 Do you know how hard, if it was hard for him to put the, the contacts in for the brain? Yeah, because he didn't wear contacts to begin with. And the contacts are soft contacts. Well, in order to get that silver thing, they were hard contacts. And he'd lay back and the uh, person would put the contacts in and the camera was ready to go. The lights were all done and all he had to do was get up and go right to where he was supposed to work. Cause he could only keep him in like for a minute because it really started to be painful for him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a, a painful experience for him. You know, but he, um, but it, you know, it was so effective, I think, in the movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it looks great, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, his performance, uh, a lot of ways, his performance is more memorable than the, the brain itself. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got great uh, facial expressions in the movie. It's, it's uh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, you both yeah. are, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and he so, did. So the Blu ray, uh, special edition Blu ray and DVD comes out June 21st from the film detective. Uh, it's very fun. I got to watch it. A lot of cool specials, and it was very cool. You got to you uh, revisit Sally, and you get to film a, a, your flipping burgers, talking about the movie f- uh, for the intro. Was that fun to do? Yeah, yeah, it was all part of it. You know, of course, I, I, my, my thing, <laughs> my thing is, uh, I, I was Sally. You know. Mm-hmm. And doing where the director told me what he wanted, and I just, uh, you know, I I got committed to it. I I didn't look, you know, but when I say committed, it's not that you know. Never do you if you can do that. You don't. You're not afraid of doing something, and you're not looking above it and looking down at it, like you're better than that or this and that. And sometimes, you know, uh, you just take it you know you that that to me is what commitment means you just um, you know it becomes a reality you know for the moment mm-hmm. you know yeah. and uh the writer the way he wrote it you know he's got a lot of camp, campy stuff in it 
but it, but as a character to me, or even as Joyce, I didn't play it. I didn't try to be campy. Is what I'm trying to tell you, Neil. Yeah. You know? yeah. And um, so yeah. So uh, I do want to bring they up one. Real hamburgers, by the way, too. Oh, they were. All right. Well, I hope All they right. were good. They're, uh, yeah, I could go. I, I I think you even mentioned you hope they're veggie burgers in the. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, Joyce did. I hope those are veggie burgers. Yeah, yeah. She's saying <laughs> that of Sally. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Well, this has been very fun to talk with you. I enjoyed this. Well, thank you, sir. Nice talking to you too. And I'm so glad that you. Uh, given uh the blu-ray all the support and uh, i'm very grateful for that and talking to me and you stay safe as they thank say thank you and you as well you thank seem, you. yeah you seem uh very healthy and when uh doing good <laughs> i saw you a little bit on facebook you seem very active so yeah yeah i am i'm still I, i'm in a singing group right now but oh, really well, that's yeah. pretty cool yeah but we do things for musicals so i get to act too you know Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Anything I would know? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're senior citizens performing for senior citizens, which you're too young. But right now we're doing Guys and Dolls and Carousel. Oh, okay. The songs and some of the dialogue. Well, that's yeah. very exciting. I'm glad that you're staying active and you look very, uh, you look very useful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. All right. So well, let me know when, it, when you come out. Okay. The